0: Good morning everyone. Good morning. What a blessing. Isn't it such a blessing to be part of a body that is so rich with ministry, with which is so blessed with pastors and ministers who are hungry for God's word, who seek after God's heart, who are just willing to lay their lives down as an offering for God first and then the church. I just want to give I want us to give everybody who was just up here being honored one more round of applause. You know, the Bible says give honor where honor is due, and the task that they have at hand to be the shepherds of this house is not an easy task, and so I just want to personally applaud every pastor um, that is part of the Sanctuary Fellowship and just personally thank you um, for all that you have done, for all that you have poured out, for the ways that you have been such an incredible example to the body of Christ. Amen? Amen. All right, well, we're going to get into the word. I know that we're a little short on time, but, um, and I'm going to be sort of straight to the point, point. and I know that it's a little different because, you know, that, that cute guy that's got a lot of truth to say, he's not up here with me today, um, but, but he's back there, and he's always supportive of me in ministry, and so I'm so grateful for a husband um, who just stands with me, literally, physically sometimes up here, but has always um, got my back in the spirit if I need a shoulder to cry on, he's there. If I need somebody to be upset with for no absolute reason, sorry, um, he's there. And, and, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just so blessed to have him by my side. I just want to also just give a short little quick shout-out. He's going to just kill me for this. Um, but I want to just shout-out my son, Jaden. He's going to be 18 years old tomorrow. And so I just love you with all my heart and my soul. Um, and I'm proud of you. I'm real proud of you. Um, and so, yeah, just to get that sort of, you know, out of the way. Um, but what I but 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 I got a word on my heart for you this morning, and I got a word. Um, I got a word that's just been burning in me. I had um, an incredible week, an incredible week, and 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 God has really just shown up in the spirit. And so, I just want to take a moment um, before I get started to just pray. Is that all right? Amen. Can we just bow our heads for a moment, Lord? I just thank you so much um, for choosing me to speak your word. I thank you that without you, I can do absolutely nothing, God. I pray that my life before you would just uh, be an offering and that you would use uh, this word that you've put on my heart to break chains, to destroy yokes, to remove burdens, and to shed light and truth into the hearts of your people. I thank you for every individual sitting in this room, and I give you praise for them in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so I've come to be just straight up with you today, right? Straight up. Like, I just, I can't come no other way, me and my husband Josh. We know no other way than to come to you and just be straight up. So is that okay? Can I be straight up with you today? Hint, hint in the back. Can I just be straight up? All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to be straight up with you, and I want to share with you, uh, <laughs> I want to share with you why I need to be just so straight up with you this morning. And, and, and part of the reason is because... Um, I realized this week as I was praying that there's, there's a bully in the church. Now, you, I know you probably look into the left and to the right like, it's a you? Is it you? Is it you? No, no, see, this is a bully. This is a bully that we cannot see because the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual principalities and wickedness in high places. Okay, and I know that talking about the devil and talking about the enemy is not a popular topic that we normally get all fixated on, and nor should we, right? Because he gets no glory, right? God has the victory over our lives, but there are moments when we need to bring to light and expose the enemy and his trickery for exactly what that is. Can I get an amen? Amen. And so that is what I intend to do this morning. You know, as I was preparing, I remembered that the first time I had ever went to the church that I got saved in was to fight some girl that my friend was like, "Yo, this girl is messing with me, and we gotta go fight." I'm like, "All right, let's go." <laughs> I'm like, "Let's go fight." Now, some of you that are new here in the church, you don't know my testimony, but I was just like, you know, the worst. I was the worst. I was in foster care, run away. I was running the streets. I didn't care. My Whole thing was to fight. And look, I'm not I don't wanna I don't wanna glorify that foolishness because that's straight up was what it was was foolishness. All right. So young people, we gotta learn how to fight in the spirit. Teenagers, we gotta learn that we can be smart and we can fight not with our hands, but we can fight on our knees in prayer. We can fight with the loving words and kindness of God in our tongue, amen. So I'm not here to glorify that, but I will tell you something funny. So when I thought about, randomly thought about this, and this is how I knew it was the spirit of God, I thought about that, I said to myself, man, like, that's how, like, that's how I ended up at my church, that I got saved at? Wow, what a mistake I made. And then I literally heard the spirit of God say, no, 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 that wasn't a mistake. I was like, what? God said everything that the devil meant for evil over your life. He said, I have turned around for my good. And what God showed me was, oh, I've called you to my church to fight. That's exactly what I've called you to do. Except the enemy tried to use it against you and you were going to try to go fighting your flesh. But the way that I brought you to my church was exactly the way that I intended your life to stand up for the body of Christ. So what I'm here to tell you today is that I am going to fight for you. And I have laid down my life and God has made a miracle out of my life and my story so that I can be able to fight for the body of Christ. And again, I don't fight with flesh and blood and neither should you because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual principalities and wickedness in high places. And I don't like bullies. I will tell you that right now. I will tell you right now that back in the day before, you know, the sanctified, redeemed, you know, I got some high school friends sitting over on my left who kind of knew who I was back in the day so they can attest to this, but I was not, you know, this nice, friendly, compassionate, loving human being. I wasn't. I just wasn't. And, but I also sort of had this righteous indignation in me that when I saw somebody being treated poorly... When I saw somebody being bullied and I knew it wasn't fair and I saw somebody who sort of had a fake kind of authority, I would always call it out. I'd be like, Psh, look at that person. Like, and they'd be like, oh, yeah, they're this. And I would always be the one like, oh, let me say something. Come on, let me say something. And maybe I did it for attention and maybe I did it because I was angry. And, but who cares? The point is, is that I didn't like bullies. And so now in the spirit, so now as I preach the word and when I seek the face of God and I can sense that something in the spirit is rising up to come against the people of God, you better believe that I will get on my hands and my face and I will fast before the presence of God to make sure that that demonic, wicked, twisted spirit has no authority over the church. Amen. Amen. And so that is my intention today. And I can't speak this on my own authority, right? So I come in the authority of the name of Jesus, right? And his sacrifice and all that he's done. But what the Lord showed me was that there's a bully in the church. Let me tell you a little bit what happened to me two prayer Wednesdays ago. So not this past one, the, the previous. Me and Ephraim were up here and a few of us, Nadia was here, we were worshiping. And <clears throat> I, I, I walked off the, the platform and the moment my feet hit the ground... I had this sharpest pain just come shooting right into my spine. And I was like, oh, like it just kind of made me go over. So I went and I sat in my seat and I told my husband, I was literally, y'all, I was like near tears. I didn't know where this pain came from. I mean, it was just, it, it, was, it was hurting me. So I saw Pastor Gary standing in the back and I said, Pastor Gary, I said, please, you got to pray for me. I said, something's going on. I said, the moment my feet hit the floor, I said, I just, the shooting pain just came to me. So he, he lays hands on me. And he begins to pray, and he says, no, 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 no. He said, this is the enemy. This is the enemy, It's just a spiritual attack. And so as he begins to pray, I feel like uh, a cupping of a hand almost kind of just scoop the sharpness of the pain off of my back. Not in a literal sense, right? But I felt it. I felt something just the sharpness of the pain lifted. And so he asked me, and he said, you know, how do you feel now? And I said, well, I still feel sort of the pain, but not the sharpness of it. Like it was so bad that when I would breathe in... I would feel it just shooting through me. And that had left the moment that Gary had prayed. And so I went home and I began to see God and I was like, what is this about? What is this about? I knew something had attacked my body that was foreign. I knew I had done nothing naturally to my back that would have caused that kind of thing. And so I just prayed that night and I left it to God. I asked the Lord to open the eyes of my heart to give me discernment. And the next day, that's exactly what he did. I was on the phone with a friend who had called me. And she begins to just, um, she begins to tell me about um, some things that are going on in her church. Not this church, but another church. And she begins to tell me that, you know, there's all this feuding and there's this contention. And there's all this stuff going on. And it's with people that we know and that we love. And it just seems so out of character. Now, side note, I had been hearing stories about various different um houses of worship just becoming divided and and having contentions between them and arguments and all the and and pride just sort of being puffed up and lifted up and it started to trouble my heart because I'm like man this is not what this is not the norm what's going on God and of course I look at my own my own church right and I say to myself okay well Lord you know I don't want that to happen here You know, I don't want us to go through that kind of struggle. I mean, we're all going to go through struggles. We're going to be tested in our faith. But, Lord, I don't want that to happen here. And so, anyway, as I'm on the phone with this friend, she begins to tell me what's happening. And strangely, I, I mean, if I were God, I wouldn't choose this moment to heal me. But the moment she begins to tell me this, I have complete clarity which is exactly what i had asked the lord for the night before lord open the eyes of my heart help me to understand where this pain is coming from and the moment she says the word division is in the house from the top of my head i kid you not as the god is my witness to the soul of my feet i felt a warmth just kind of chill just come over my entire body and every dull ache that was lingering from that pain that i felt the moment i walked off the pulpit just completely left And I was so stunned by the presence of God, because he is just that good, that in my kitchen, on the phone, I fell to my knees, and I just started thanking God as I was on the phone with my friend. And then she just started worshiping, and then we just started to pray for the church. And so I got into the word, and I started to say, you know, God, what's happening? And he said, there's a spirit of division that's trying to come into the body. He said but I want to expose this spirit of division for exactly what it is. And I said Lord but well what but wh- why my spine? Why my sp- why did my spine get attacked, right? Cuz now you have to ask that question. Well that doesn't make sense to me. And the Lord began to speak to me so very clear, right? Because because the word in Colossians it says that Jesus is the head, Colossians 118. He is the head of the body of the church, okay? But let's talk about what the purpose of the spine is. The spine provides stability to the general structure of the entire body to maintain its shape and posture. It provides stability to the head. So then my next question was, well, God, what's the spine then? And the Lord spoke to me and he said, it's my word. I said, what? He said, yeah, yeah, it's my word. He said, the spine is what upholds, right? The head, because the Bible says that Jesus is the word, right? So if we're functioning And we're rightly dividing the word of truth the way that God has intended us to. If we are faithful with the word of God and we are obedient to that word and we are being merciful and forgiving and loving and we are taking up the attributes and following after the example that Christ has set for us, then guess what happens? Then the spine is strong, right? If we're doing the right thing, if we're being obedient to the word. And then what happens to the head? Well, the head is supported, right? That means Jesus is what? He's being lifted up. So imagine that. Imagine that picture in the head, in, in your head. If the spine is sort of curved over like this, the head can only go by so far. Does that make sense? So if I'm hunched over and my posture's like this, my head can't be lifted all the way up, can it? No, but if my posture is up straight and I'm following after the word of God, then that means that the son of God is lifted high so that the body of Christ can accomplish the task that Christ has called it to. Amen. We are the body. We have talked about this. A year ago today, our, ch- our church building, a tree fell on this church building. That was a scary day, you guys. That was a scary day. There were tons of screams in this church. Children, my children, your children, mothers, ministers. I mean, and there was, you know, near chaos in here. No one knew what was happening. But God, in his mercy, thank God, he made sure that everybody was safe. But what we realized as our faith was being tested during that time is that, in fact, this building is not the church. We are the body of Christ. We are the body of believers that are the hands and feet of Jesus mobile in the earth to serve the world when the world is going through chaos. And our world is going through chaos. Can you agree that there is a spirit of division that has been unleashed in our government, upon our families, Upon the American institution of marriage. Upon the family structure. And among various religions, fights and wars over religions and who's right and who's wrong. We got to see that firsthand when we were in Israel over the summer. And so there is this spirit of division that's come. But, but what I want you all to know is that this spirit has absolutely no authority against the power of God and the intention of his church because the scripture s- detailed and specifically declares that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. It won't, it couldn't back then, and it won't today. And we are living in one of the greatest moments and hours that the church has been called for. We're living in it. And the Bible says, you know, don't let it trouble you when you see these things happen, right? Don't let it trouble you. Don't, don't let it trouble you. Don't. I mean, you know, I know the Bible says that in the last days, the hearts of men will fail. They'll fail. You'll go into anxiety attacks and all sorts of depression. But our promise is, is that in Jesus, we don't have to bow to that. We don't have to because we have the one who is greater on the inside of us than he who is in the world. And so we understand that no spiritual attack has authority over our walk or the mobilization of the body of Christ in this hour. Can I get an amen? amen i believe that with my whole heart i believe i've been called just like esther for such a time as this i believe that you have been called um i think Ephraim said it earlier in the worship that you are a miracle you are a walking miracle to be sitting in this house of god this morning you your brain the way it functions is a miracle is a supernatural work of and the handiwork of of almighty god and so if you're sitting here and you're breathing you have a purpose in these last days amen Just remember that where sin abounds, I don't know if you know the scripture, but where sin abounds, anybody know it? Much more, that's right, much more grace, much more grace is going to be given unto the believer when the sinful things of the world and the divisions start to magnify itself. Much more grace for us to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the earth is going to be made manifest to those who believe and are willing to walk obediently. After the call of God and again the spine is the word if we'll walk according to the word then we can stand straight up and we can give it to people straight up me and my husband don't feel bad about telling you the truth because we love you and if I love you I'm gonna tell you the truth straight up in the urban dictionary means the truth I'm just gonna give you the truth right I want you to be a church and a body of people that walk knowing your power and your authority, knowing that you have the authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions and everything that tries to come against you. You have that. It's not just me. It's not just me because I stand up here with a mic in my hand. It's not, it's not just Pastor George. It's not just Pastor Michelle. It's not just Pastor Ephraim. It's not just our Pastor Allison Burke. We all have that authority. We got to own that, Right? But listen, 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 that doesn't just come with just sitting cute in church. It doesn't come that way. The Bible talks about obedience and submission. And I know those are words that in 2017 in the United States of America are really hard to swallow. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's hard for me. It's hard for me. But what I have learned is when I submit myself to the word of God... When I fully take every attitude and every complaint and every frustration and everything that's bad on the inside of me and I bring it under the submission of what the word of God tells me, I have some of the greatest victories and some of the greatest stories that I can stand up here and share with you because I've chosen to walk according to the word and not by my own strength, right, because we can't do this in our flesh. But I have seen the power and the grace of God give me the ability to be obedient to the word. And because of that, I've seen miracles unfold. And I've seen how the head of the church, who is Jesus Christ, be lifted up and be magnified. I've seen lives be healed. I've seen miracles. And I know that God wants you to see that as well. And so it's interesting because this spirit of division actually has a name okay now i don't want to get creepy on you guys or anything like that but there's this sort of this sea monster in the bible it's called the leviathan and if you could think of maybe like a crocodile right it's a reptilian type of monster that comes against now it's it it, when we hear about it in the bible we find it in isaiah we find it in the book of job and if we could pull up just job 41 for a moment you know we see it and, and when it's spoken about there is a metaphoric sort of tone when we're talking about the Leviathan and I wanted to just give you a scriptural reference so you don't think that I'm picking things out the air and talking about spirits of division and you know because people can pick things off trees like she got a spirit of an orange on her or she got a spirit of I don't know I don't know anybody else hear that crazy stuff in church sometimes you're like what she got a spirit of what is that even a thing Please know that this here is a thing, okay? I want to break this down a little bit for you. All right, so we first see in the scripture, the um, scriptures, the scriptures describe the Leviathan in the book, the book of Job chapter 41. And if you know the story of Job, you understand that everything was taken from him. It's a lot to get into. If you have a moment to just sit and ponder on the scripture, Job is a wonderful book to, to read through. To see God's faithfulness, and so there's a pride that sort of develops within Job's heart, and God is coming to correct that. And he's coming to show him clearly where that is coming from. right? And so he outlines Leviathan's frightening arrogance and destructive nature. He describes it in verse 16 and verse 15, as Leviathan's scales are his pride. His heart, in verse 24, is as hard as stone. In verse 34, it begins to describe him as the king over all the children of pride. And God is kind of talking to Job and he's saying, look at yourself. Pride and pain are ruling you and twisting your perception. Like Leviathan, Job became twisted and hardened and near to a place where he was irreconcilable with God. Now, the word Leviathan in Hebrew actually means twisted. And see, the enemy, what he does is he comes in like a messenger of light and he twists and he manipulates the word, right? So now if the word is the spine and the enemies come in to try to twist that word, then what oftentimes I see happen in the body of Christ are people are sort of walking around with this righteous indignation. Well, you know, they did this to me. And didn't Jesus say, brush the dust right off my feet if somebody didn't accept me? Well, then that's what I'm doing. I'm brushing the dust right off my feet, and I'm going to keep it moving. I don't need to talk to that person. That's an example of how the enemy comes in because he knows the word, and he twists it, and he manipulates it so that he can come and bring a spirit of division, and you didn't even know it. And the thing is, right, (laughs) you know, the, the enemy is tricky because the word of God says that we should rightly, and I love how it describes that, we should rightly divide the word of truth. So what does the enemy come in and do? Because he's a fake, he's a phony, he's an imposter. So he comes in and he wrongly divides that word of truth. And if we're not careful, and if we don't have a discerning spirit, then we can become an actual agent of division and not even realize it. Because what happens is sometimes there are things in us. There's a pride in us because of our hurt, right? Like, the, like the saying, "Hurting people hurt people." Right. So when we have these 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 attitudes of our heart that are not surrendered to the Word of God, right, our posture sort of becomes limp, right. And the word becomes twisted in our lives. But I believe that the spirit of God is here today to set the crooked places straight. On the inside of our hearts so that we would not be those people that are the hands and feet of division. Because I don't know anyone in this room who wants to be the hands and feet of division. Not in your homes, not in your marriages, not with your children, not in your schools or your workplaces. I know, I know that's not your heart. I know that's not your heart. I know that you've been hurt. And I know there are some things that you haven't dealt with. But I want you to know that the spirit of grace is here this morning. To lift you up out of that place that causes you to hurt people. And don't feel condemned if you've hurt somebody. I've hurt people. It's just a matter of, do we now become obedient and make it right? Because In a moment, this can be our posture, but the moment we choose to make it right, the word is aligned in our lives, and the Son of God is lifted up, and we can see his glory rest on our relationships and our marriages and our church body. Amen? Amen. You know, God is winning a victory over our lives unlike anything that we've ever seen, and it's time to posture ourselves the right way. You know, when we think about good posture, we think about, you know, shoulders back, right? Shoulders down, head up, chin up, right? We, we, we imagine maybe a book on someone's head, right? Trying to get that right posture. But what I love is that the word calls our posture to be that of prayer, amen? To pray for our enemies when people come against us. This is how we stay aligned in the word, by reconciliation, by giving over to God those hurts and those pains and allowing the spirit of God to reconcile within us all those things that went wrong, amen, and then we can stand up straight and the son of God can be glorified and lifted up and submission, submission to the word. But submission to each other, right? The scripture encourages us that we are to submit to one another in love. And I know that that's not always easy, but love is not an emotion. The Bible clearly says in 1 Corinthians 13 about how love is patient, love is kind, and you guys know this scripture, right? And this is a choice. This is a conscious choice that we make to love one another, but not within our own flesh, but by the grace. And the ability and the supernatural strength of God. Amen? Amen. I love Isaiah 27. I'm going to read that in a moment. But I want to remind you that when we walk according to the word of God, that Leviathan, this spirit of division, is going to be defeated because the spirit of division cannot breathe the oxygen of grace. It has to be suffocated. And if we're being gracious to one another... This spirit gets snuffed out. This is not necessarily a matter of me standing up here and saying, I rebuke the spirit of division in the name of Jesus. If it was just that easy, this is something we walk out. This is something we choose to stand up and say, I am going to act responsibly In my walk with God and amongst the body of believers, I'm going to take responsibility over the attitudes of my heart. And I'm going to take responsibility over the calling and the giftings and the things that God has put on the the inside of me. And if I do that, then the spirit of division is snuffed out because it cannot breathe the oxygen of grace. And lastly, it cannot breathe the oxygen of love and humility and unity and is that not what we learned when we were outside of the four walls of this church well more than four there's like 18 but is that not what we learned the spirit of division has no life it has no breath it has no power if we move out of love and humility and unity amen Isaiah 27, 1, it says, On that day the Lord with his harsh, great, and strong sword. His sword, my people, is the word of God. His sword is the word. On that day the Lord with his harsh, great, and strong word will bring judgment on Leviathan, the fleeing serpent. Leviathan, the twisting serpent. And he will slay that monster. How's he going to do that? through us, through the word of God, being rightly divided in our lives so that the head, Jesus Christ, can be lifted up and magnified and his glory can rest on the house of God. Amen? But straight up, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Straight up. Just tell me, tell me. Do you, do you really want to love? Do you really want to love him forever? wait hold on, hold on I see I hear you laughing don't laugh at me okay wait, wait wait, wait. I see you I see I see this one right here laughing at me but straight up I'm like coming to you truth- me, truthfully truthfully um, oh oh are you caught or are you caught are you caught in a hit and run where you just hit by like the love of God and now you just out because you got what you wanted but wait straight up hold on just tell me for a second tell me is it going to be you and him is it going to be you and him together forever Oh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. You might just be having fun. And I don't know, I'm telling on myself right now, and I can see some of you have gotten that, and it's okay if the younger ones haven't, but how can I preach a sermon straight up and not throw a little Paula Abdul in there, come on. Just a little Paula Abdul, come on. But straight up, are we playing games? But are we playing games? Are we taking the word and are we using it to no avail? Or are we regarding it in such high esteem that it becomes the very life and breath that we walk out? Amen. And sort of in that pondering and reflecting, I just I want to invite my husband to come up for a moment. You know, I said in the beginning that... Um, Being the shepherd, being a pastor over this house, over any house, takes incredible dedication, incredible commitment, especially when you have your own family, especially when you have a growing family, especially when hell and high water has come against you, especially when you've been misjudged, maybe maltreated, maybe misunderstood, but yet. Every day you still wake up and say yes to the call. That takes a strength that cannot come from human ability. And like I said before, you know, the Bible says to give honor where honor is due. And so just in this moment, um, we just have some things on our heart that we'd like to share with Pastor George and Pastor Ms. Michelle as Stacy brings her in. She's teaching Sunday school right now. No, but did you hear me? She's teaching Sunday school. Okay, I know know Mo is going to appreciate this. So she's teaching Sunday school. Now, this is our Pastor Michelle's heart. She loves children. I mean, this is her daily living. She loves. Okay, God has given her that heart. But she's taking up that responsibility, right? When she sees a lack. In the house of God, and I, I don't want to point fingers, but I just I want you to look at that for a second. God has used Pastor George and Michelle to steward over the institution of this body. And wherever there is a hole, right, they've come to fill that hole in. I'm talking about you right now, by the way. Is't she lovely? And so it's very telling for her to be back there teaching Sunday school, the level of their dedication, the level of their commitment. And so we want to speak just a prophetic word over Pastor George and Michelle, and I don't want you to come up right now. Oh, we do We want them. Co- yes, we do want you to come up right now. Sorry. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs>
1: Amen. I have a word for you. I, I wanted to read the scripture first and then begin to speak what God has put in my heart. My phone is cracked. So hold on a second. This is in, um, oh my God, Matthew 11. It says, come to me, all who labor are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and you will learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Holy Spirit told me, all these years you've been carrying this burden. The hearts of people, the brokenness, the worries of what they're going to think, what they're going to say. How can I help this one, my family, my jobs, all these different things. And God said, would you give that burden to me today? Because you're walking into a season of rest. A season where light of the world says things where we we rest and we walk away from the church and we're retired. But a season of rest where I could be in the midst of everything and I have peace and I have joy and I have sound mind to to minister and to deal with the people. God said today would you give me that burden and enter into your season of rest. And see the provision of God for your church. Pro- see the provision of God for your homes and your family. Every burden, whether, you, whether you're worrying about your daughters, your, your son-in-laws, your, your friends, your ministers in the church, everyone. God said, leave that burden to me because what I want to give you is light and easy. And when we think of church and being a ministry, we always say, it's ain't easy. It's not easy, but God has said, but my burden is easy and light. And today, he wants to give you, walk you into a new season of joy, a season of freedom, a season of discernment, a season of wisdom and authority and power. And you don't have to worry about what people think. I know I, I have gained this mercy from God. I don't care what people think. I really don't. I don't know what she thinks because I have to live with her. But really, just a place where God speaks to you and you do what God says. Yes, there will be things. Yes, there will be voices. There will be attacks. Yes, there will be all those things, but it doesn't matter because I'm in my season of rest. And that's what God has for you in this new season. a season, And it's not just a season that ends and it goes back to the same old nonsense that you're used to, but a continuous season to the coming of Christ. So I want to pray over you guys today. You want to say something?
0: And as we do this, if the worship team could just come up, stand behind us. Um, So as I was praying for you all, because, you know, that's what I do, I pray for you guys, and if you guys are not doing that, you should, Um, (laughs) I saw a goat. I know that doesn't seem very spiritual, but I promise you it is, because, like, I had to see God and say, well, why am I looking at a goat? And the Lord said to me in this next season, he's going to pour over you such a spirit of discernment that's even going to shock you. And the Lord said that you are going to have this discernment to be able to judge between the goats and the sheep. And there's a matter of the heart here involved. And it's not that you would judge anybody's eternity because that's not what this is. And I know you all know that, but I'm kind of just saying it for everybody else. But God said he's going to give you the ability without strain. It's going to be easy. It's going to be just such a natural thing for you to see very clearly the hearts of those that are truly for you in this house and those who are truly not. And the Lord said, even as Gideon, he calls out to you even like Gideon. And there may be a part of you guys that don't feel like you're going to win this enormous battle and victory with such few people. But that's exactly what God is going to do. He's going to use the two of you to win a great battle and a great victory, especially in, the, in these last days. And the same way that God showed Gideon the men who were lifting up the water into their mouths a certain way. And that was a sign to him to be able to discern who to take into this next season and who to leave behind is this very same anointing, the very same discernment that God is going to give to the two of you. You already have this anointing. God has already used your anointing to bring this church to where it is today to get us out of that testing season. And I hear the Lord saying, good job. When your faith was tested a year ago and that tree fell, you didn't allow it to sway you in your faith or your commitment to the vision that God has given you. And that was a test because there is something getting ready, a glory to be unleashed upon this house that you have not yet, it has not yet entered into your heart nor into your mind. The plans and the things that God has set out for the two of you because you love him, and because you continue to say yes. But the most important tool in this next season is going to be this discernment. And I believe that he is multiplying the grace of that discernment upon you so that in love you you choose wisely, so that in love you know when to say no, And you know when to say yes. And you know when to reject something. And you know when to accept something. And this is the gift of God upon you to be able to rule over the house of God. And to be able to shepherd and steward the people. These people love you. We love you. And we are here with you to make sure, just like Aaron, that we hold your hands up. And that we walk with you in this next season of victory. Because it's not going to be a season of defeat. It's not going to be a season of tears. It's not going to be a season of dismissal. It's going to be a season of glory because the way he's going to shine, the way the word is going to be erected, the way the head is going to be lifted up and glorified is going to be so beautiful and it's going to overwhelm you, but it's going to come in such an organic natural way that you're going to be like, did that just happen? But it will, but it will. And so if we could all just stand for a moment, And if we all could just extend our hands to the shepherds of our house, bow our heads. Let's bow our heads.
1: So I say, because you received us and others that move in the gift of prophecy, that today that you receive a prophet's reward. And in that you will hear and see what the Holy Spirit is saying. There will be no more words from outside sources or or from people to give you ideas. But the Holy Spirit will implant inside your souls and in your minds what to do, what to say, who to to respond, who to promote, who not to promote, who to remove, what ministry to shut down, what ministry to rise up, what bill to pay. Everything from home to this church, the Holy Spirit will guide you as you lean upon him. And your future, though you may not see it clearly where it's going, the Holy Spirit said the future is bright and full of dreams and possibilities and impossibilities. God said, I remove man out the way. Man that tries to confuse you. Man that tries to speak in your ears. Man that tries to lie to you. Man that tries to deceive you. God said, I will give you discernment, clarity, wisdom, just like what Solomon asked when asking asked for wisdom, God said, Whatever you ask, I'll give to you to for this for this body of Christ. So, Holy Spirit, I ask that you will heal the years of the wound that in their ministry of church has brought to them right now in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I ask that their hearts will be full of hearts of flesh, Lord God. That they trust you, Lord God. And in that, Lord, they can love others, Lord God, despite the, their mistakes, despite their problems. And I thank you for this journey that they're on, Lord. God, I thank you for the ones you surrounded them with. I thank you for all the new people that are in this church that are going to rise up to a new season in their lives as well and receive everything you have to offer them. No more burdens. Today, as we lifted right now in the name of Jesus, and I pray the burden be light upon your shoulders. When that give up mentality came or that thing tried to sneak in and say, I can't wait till this is over, let that change now to a, to a season of thank you, Lord God. Thank you for what you're about to do and what I'm entering into in the name of Jesus.
0: And we just we just stand right now against every wicked word and every witchcraft spirit that has tried to rise up against the shepherds of this house and I command that every demonic stronghold that has tried to infiltrate its way into this house and over their ministry, flee seven ways in the name of Jesus. God, I ask that um, you would cause a confidence unlike anything they've ever known to rise up on the inside of them within the spirit of God and that they would begin to declare on a daily basis that no weapon formed against them no weapon formed against them or this house will ever be able to stand we thank you Lord that you have preserved them and you have kept them for these days that we're living in God We thank you for the prophetic unction and for the five-fold ministry of the Spirit of God that rests heavily upon the two of them, O God. We thank you for that, God. We thank you how you have gifted them and graced them to us as a gift. And we give you praise for that, Lord. And I pray that these giftings would only grow and that they would increase and that new things, dreams and giftings and abilities that they even do not know of yet, God, would rise up in them in this season for them to accomplish things that they never thought that they actually could, God. I thank you for the provision of this house that we would never be in lack, God. I thank you that when other churches are struggling, this church will stand as a pillar within the body of Christ in the community of believers to be able to feed off of in times of drought and famine. I declare that over this house that our storage will always be full and that we would never lack in any good thing that every good heavenly kingdom resource that is available to us would be given unto the shepherds of this house for the stewardship of the body of believers. So God, we thank you. And we seal this word in the spirit. We call these things out that as it is in heaven, it is done on the earth this day, a year from when this tree fell, God. We thank you for the glory that rests upon this house. We thank you for the truth We thank you for your presence and your spirit that will always be here in Jesus' name.
1: So with that that said, we appreciate everything you have done, everything you're doing, and everything you're about to do in Jesus' name.
2: standing. We just want to end this service, but with some worship, so you can go home. uh, Just encourage. God is indeed making all you. father we experienced this freedom lord because of your love and because of the act oh god so long ago father that rings true and that is still effective right now oh god father we thank you lord for the leaders of this church father For the pastors of this house, Lord, for those that serve, oh God, in ministry, Father, for those that come, that make up this body, oh God, Father, we thank you for the faithfulness of each and every person, oh God, Father, because you call us the body, oh God, and your desire is to see your body move and function as a whole, oh God, to that we commit to you, oh God to that we commit to knowing your heart knowing your mind oh god so father i pray lord that you cover this house that you cover every ministry that you cover even every potential ministry oh god those that you are birthing right now father that you protect that vision lord we look forward for the awesome things to come you are indeed making all things new you are blessed Now go be a blessing. Have a wonderful week.